0: Hello and welcome to this special Viva Energy podcast recorded at our Geelong Refinery in Victoria. Today we're taking the opportunity to talk to one of our talented apprentices, Katrina Palmer. Katrina is an electrical and instrumentation apprentice at the Geelong Refinery specialising in instrumentation. In June last year, she was selected to compete at the World Skills National Championship in Sydney in the category of Electrical Installation. Which saw her compete with 400 of Australia's best tradespeople for the title of National Champion. A recent winner of the Apprentice Safety Award at the G Force Awards, Katrina was also a nominee for the Apprentice of the Year Award. Passionate about encouraging young women to pursue careers in trades, she is also a participating member of the Geelong Women in Trades Initiative, which we can't wait to hear more about. Katrina. Thank you so much for talking with us today.
1: Hi, how are
0: you? I'm very well, Uh, a nice day out here in Geelong.
1: Yes, it's a lovely day outside. Katrina,
0: tell us a little bit about your apprenticeship and and what it is you do as an apprentice.
1: So it's dual trade, electrical and instrumentation. So in the electrical part, uh, you've got different specialties like high voltage, which I get to have a little bit of a look at in my rotation. I also get to do a bit of motor control, One of our most common electrical jobs would be disconnecting or reconnecting a motor when it has to come out for maintenance. Um, That's probably the main electrical things that we do, but there's also fault finding and repairing anything that's broken down.
0: And how did you discover this trade as an option for an apprenticeship?
1: I was actually looking through the paper, which I don't do often, but um, I'd sort of considered electrical or chemical engineering, and I did well at school, so I was sort of being pushed towards university, but I hadn't considered trades until I saw the job ad. So electrical and instrumentation, it was sort of like a mix between the two things that I wanted to do most, so I didn't have to make that decision anymore, they were both there, and... I'd get the opportunity to work hands on and get experience from tradesmen who have been in the industry for, some of them have been in the industry for quite a few years. I know one of them was in the industry for 50 years, retired the other year. Um, So he has a lot of knowledge. There's plenty of good mentors around to teach me all the skills and tricks of the trade.
0: And what is it that you find most interesting about electrical and instrumentation?
1: It's probably the fact that there's quite a variation of tasks that we do. Um, And there's a mixture of uh, fault finding, repairing, replacing, and then at the end of the day, the great feeling of knowing you fixed it.
0: Where did you grow up? Did you come from a technically-minded family?
1: So I grew up in Geelong and my dad actually did almost the same apprenticeship 35 years ago. He was an instrumentation mechanic back in the day. So I suppose he's inspired it a bit.
0: That's lovely. <laughs> but
1: I, was, I had a general interest in the industry and the technical fields anyway. I always did um, maths and science when I was in high school. Those were some of my better subjects.
0: And those were examples of of the subjects or activities at school that that sparked your your initial interest in the field you're now in?
1: Um, Yeah, I did like those subjects, but I also liked when I did systems and engineering. They gave me a project in Year 10 to make a little solar-powered car. So I got to take that to the championships at ScienceWorks. Really? Um, We didn't win, but... It was a good opportunity to just design something and make it and I think I really enjoyed that hands-on approach to it. Sounds like fun. It was.
0: (laughs) What ultimately led you to decide that a career in trades was the way to go? I mean, you you spoke about having seen and ad in the paper and at that stage you weren't sure if you were going to go towards university or not, but what was it in particular that made you think that that something like this was, was the path that, it, that, that you most wanted to take?
1: There are plenty of pathways available and I suppose they don't really tell you everything about them at school, but I think what drew me towards it was the fact that it combined two of the things I was most interested in with the hands-on approach to learning because there are different learning styles and I always found hands-on learning to be more engaging. And I'd remember it and enjoy that style of learning much more than reading and writing.
0: (laughs) Can you recall anything as a child that first may have planted the seed for uh, a life in science and maths? Was there there something that first inspired you when you were younger? Was it a particular toy or knowing that your dad worked in (laughs) Lego? Lego?
1: I loved making Lego all the time. I still do that sometimes with the year nines when they come into the refinery. We have a girls program that come around every year, Um, girls leading in advanced manufacturing. We get a group of say 15 or 20, 15 year olds from around Geelong and we get to make a Lego with them.
0: What a fantastic toy, what a great invention. (laughs) I think it's probably inspired a great many uh, actually into the fields of engineering and and construction and and so forth. It's an incredibly versatile teaching toy. So prior to your apprenticeship, you undertook some work experience, is that right?
1: Yes, that's correct. Um, I was lucky enough that my dad was an instrumentation and electrical engineer at one of the gas plants in Port Campbell. So I was able to get a week of work experience And I got to spend a couple of days with the operators, uh, got to spend some time with one of the instrumentation technicians and the mechanical fitter and turners down there. So that gave me a bit of exposure to the industry, a bit of a taste tester for if it would be something that I was interested in pursuing.
0: So you would have undertaken that work experience in high school?
1: Yes, I was in year 10, so it would have been about 15 years old.
0: And how old were you when you began your apprenticeship here at Viva?
1: I was actually 17 for the first few days. I was a year younger than most people in my year level. So I finished year 12 and went straight into an apprenticeship the mid-January after I finished exams. I think it helped that I studied subjects that were relevant and I did well in them and committed to my studies. I think... I've discovered that I'm probably a lot more capable at various things than I realised.
0: And how did the apprenticeship with Viva Energy come about? You, you responded to an ad that was in the paper. What was the process that determined your, your eligibility?
1: So there was a bit of an application process. I think I first sent in my application and maybe a month later I had an aptitude test and an interview with GForce. Um, Went off for some medical tests, just basic hearing and seeing if I had anything outstanding that would stop me from being able to do my job. Um, Then I had an interview and managed to make it through successfully and here I am today.
0: Uh, Now you're cycled or you're rotated through uh, a number of different fields over the course of your apprenticeship. Are you able to talk us through the different phases of your apprenticeship and the the different departments that that you went through as part of it?
1: Yep, so there are a number of different departments, I guess you could say. In dual trade, we do fault-finding, cal checks of instruments to make sure they're reading properly, motor disconnects and reconnects for maintenance and any other general maintenance tasks that we need to do. Uh, There is quite a variation so I can't list all of it. Another section I went through was safeguarding, so that's checking all our trip functions, the emergency shutdown system, um, working with PLCs, which is programmable logic controllers, Mm -hmm. and we just make sure that all our trips operate as they should at their certain trip points. There's quite a few different departments, actually. There's QMI, which is quality measuring instrumentation. So that's all your analysers, gas detectors. We've also got high voltage. So I got to see a bit of high voltage switching and maintenance. It's actually been quite a variation. We also get to spend six months with Gordon McKay's. So three months of that is on site doing a lot of electrical installation. And the other three months of that was off site just working various industrial places around Geelong. So I worked in a carpet factory um, just doing some renovations there and upgrading one of their main offices.
0: So out of those different areas of the apprenticeship, is there one that you prefer or that you enjoy more or or that is more interesting to engage with?
1: Um, They're all pretty interesting. (laughs) It's hard to decide. I think... Part of what I like about it is the variation and the fact that I've got to cycle through and see so many different things. I'm in just general dual trade in the south half of the refinery at the moment and that's always got some interesting work.
0: Can you explain dual trade for listeners who might not understand what it's describing?
1: Okay, so that's um, both of the trades, uh, electrical and instrumentation. Instrumentation is measurement or measurement and control. So what we measure is uh, pressure, temperature, level and flow. The measurements all go into the control system and then from there they'll be outputs to our final control elements like a valve. So you'll have, say, a measurement of flow and it will adjust the position of the valve depending on what the operators selected as the amount of flow that they would like.
0: The role of electrical and instrumentation, or the, or the discipline of electrical and instrumentation, they are two separate trades then.
1: Um, well, the way I've done it was I started with electrical and then did instrumentation as post-trade, and that's the way a lot of people go about it. They'll be an electrician and they'll upskill So they've got both trades because that's what a lot of employers look for now. And I think part of that is to do with the change in instrumentation going from pneumatic, which was all the air signals, to um, electronic. So it's all electrical signals now. So it pays to obviously understand the electrical side of it and fault finding an electrical system as opposed to pneumatics that they had in the old days.
0: So it's like a lot of other things, it's, it, it's gone through the same transition from analogue to digital that a number of other fields have? Correct. <laughs> new challenges? New, new challenges. New opportunities different also? Different
1: equipment, different technologies, and I've been exposed to various technologies over my time here.
0: Now you mentioned your dad having gone through, ha- having undertaken a very similar apprenticeship some 30 years ago. Have you and he had much opportunity to talk about your respective apprenticeships and and where they're similar and where where they differ?
1: When he did it, there was more of a mechanical and pneumatic side to instrumentation. So I think it probably would have been a bit more involved in repairing it all in the workshop, whereas now it's more of a technician role, repairing and replacing electronics.
0: What's been the single most challenging task that you've tackled?
1: I did a bit of the commissioning for the big tank that we have out the front. It's uh, Tank 1006. It's one of the biggest tanks in Australia. So I got to work on the control system. I did quite a bit of the graphics and I had to make sure that it matched up with all the programming so that it all operates as it should. And I helped out with the commissioning as well. I think I was in that area for about four months.
0: Tell me about the people that you work with here at Viva. How have you found uh, how have you found them as as a team of people to work with?
1: It's a good team to work with. A lot of people have been supportive. When I started, I didn't know how supportive all the guys were going to be. I didn't know what it would be like working in a male-dominated industry, but it was something I was interested in. So. I just went for it and it's been good that everyone's been supportive of me along the way. As an apprentice,
0: what kind of support has been made available to you to pursue your interests and, and your skills and your passions at Viva Energy?
1: So they've supported me all the way through trade school and I had the opportunity to compete at World Skills um, in the regional competition and in the national competition, so that was a few days that I needed off work for the national competition and Viva and GForce supported me through that.
0: That's actually a good opportunity to talk a little about World Skills. How did you come to be selected for it? How did you come to be involved with the World Skills competition?
1: Well I first heard about World Skills Through the first page in my textbook at trade school. It had a little ad there about someone who had been through the competition and gone on to the different levels and actually gone to the international level of the competition which I thought was pretty cool. It's a good opportunity so why don't I register my interest? I registered my interest and they didn't run electrical control in my region so I just When in electrical installation, which is a bit different to what I do at work. I wouldn't call it my specialty, but I showed enough skill in the regionals to get through to the national level and got to compete against some of the best in Australia. So it was a good opportunity to see what level other young people are in Australia.
0: Can you describe the competition for us? Uh, What are participants required to accomplish and and how is the event judged?
1: So the electrical installation, they have a range of different skills, different ways of installing electrical equipment, I suppose you'd say. Um, So different conduit, different duct, and you have to mount it all straight and level within two millimetres accuracy. So yeah, you've got to do it all neatly, you've got to do it all quickly and you've got to make sure it all works.
0: So it's quite a technical, technical task that, that teams are set with. It's, it's yep. very much uh, indicative of the sort of work and quality of work that you'd be expected to, to perform in, in the professional environment.
1: Yeah, it was Yeah, it's a high level of skill that a lot of the competitors showed. And how
0: did it feel to... to come through those regionals and be selected for the national round
1: Uh, I was stoked to make it through to the next round honestly because a lot of what I do is instrumentation maintenance so to get through to the next level in electrical installation I was pretty happy
0: and how did things go at the nationals
1: Um, it was a big project a lot to do in that time
0: it must have been a big challenge it was Can you remember what the feeling was when you had your first safety induction here at Viva?
1: It was about six or seven hours online. It was a lot of information. Looking back on it now, it seems like just general information that I require just to be on site. But back then it it was a whole day of information about all the different hazards on site. So that's when safety became a big priority. If you don't get the training how would you know what the correct and most safe way to do it is. Um, Safety is the number one priority. We always make sure that we follow the safety procedures and do all the required documentation.
0: Now you were chosen as the winner of the G-Force Apprentice Safety Award. Congratulations. Thank you. What is it about your approach to safety that you feel contributed to your success?
1: I think A fair bit of my attitude to safety has been from the people I work with and the culture that has been instilled in me from when I started. But basically I always try to fill out all the documentation that's required, approach it in the safest way I can because it's a major hazard facility and we have to do all our work safely because otherwise there's hazards And we don't want to take that risk.
0: And prior to your apprenticeship, had you any idea of the scope of safety requirements uh, of an environment of this nature?
1: I thought it would be pretty high standards in relation to safety, and it is. I didn't know exactly what to expect, but yeah, it's been, been good.
0: And what was the nature of the, the G-Force Apprentice Safety Award? What were the criteria and how was eligibility determined? And ultimately, how were you chosen to become the recipient of that award?
1: So, I was interviewed by g after I submitted my application for Apprentice of the Year. Didn't actually know I was being nominated for the Safety Award, but When they interviewed me, they thought that I had a good approach to safety and nominated me for the Safety Award instead.
0: What advice then would you offer to other young apprentices starting out, particularly in regards to the value and importance of safety?
1: Always take safety seriously because at the end of the day, it's your health that you've got to look after and the health and safety of other people around you. Never be afraid to ask questions if you're unsure of the specifics of the task you're doing or whether it's safe to proceed in a certain way, um, always just ask the question. Even if you think it's a stupid question, it's better to ask it than to not ask it and find out the wrong way.
0: What would you feel is the single most important thing you've learned, though, about safety in your time with Viva Energy?
1: Always take the time to consider what hazards are in front of you. So if it takes you a couple of minutes, take five minutes and make sure you fully understand the tasks that you're doing before you tackle it.
0: And how big a role does communication play?
1: It plays a, a big role, I think. Always make sure if you're working with someone else, make sure you both understand the hazards. Make sure you communicate with the panelman or the operator when you're checking any instruments because they won't be able to see what the process is doing if you're working on it. So it's always good to keep them in the loop with what's happening.
0: So you're involved with the Geelong Women in Trades initiative. Can you tell me a little bit about it and how you came to be involved?
1: I found it on Facebook. (laughs) They had a barbecue. They were raising money for Cambodia. We partnered with Volunteer Building Cambodia to build a house for a poor rural family. So I went over to Cambodia with a group of 10 lady tradies. So a lot of us are early to mid 20s, quite a few of us are recently qualified and we have a mixture of different trades. So we had a couple of electricians, a couple of painters, a carpenter, a cabinet maker, a road surfacer, <laughs> we had um, yeah, quite a variation and we had a couple of mentors in the group. So it was a good opportunity to go over there with the girls and we had the opportunity to travel and we had the opportunity to help a family that was in need. It was very hot over there, I think it was 37 degrees, 98% humidity, working in the sun without power tools. Everything was hand sewn. Wow. So um, worked pretty hard in those few days. But to see the families' faces at the end when they received a new house, you could just tell that it changed their life. And the feedback from the community was, wow, the women have come to build the house.
0: What do you feel is most important for women to consider uh, when they're thinking of embarking on a career in the trades?
1: If it's something that interests you, just go ahead and follow it it through and enjoy what you do, regardless of if other people don't think you should be interested in it. (laughs) Just have a go and enjoy what you do. If science and technology or engineering or maths is something you're interested in, Just go for it. There's a lot of support for it now.
0: Katrina, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to sit down and chat with us. We really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you. It's been lovely chatting.
0: Thank you for joining us for this special Viva Energy podcast. And, of course, thank you to our guest, Katrina Palmer, electrical and instrumentation apprentice here at the Geelong Refinery. If you'd like to learn more about the opportunities we offer and what it's like to work at Viva Energy, head over to our Driven blog at vivaenergy.com.au forward slash driven.